you kings, queens, and those in between, and welcome to episode 12 of the Busted Lives Podcast. I'm your host, Paresh Maharaj, and joining me as usual is Black Belt. Hey. Yo. And for the first time in our young show's life, we have a legitimate guest this time. Um, some of you, most of you probably know him from the either the One Piece podcast or the Blade Licking Thieves podcast, but I know him as the professional Nico Robbins simp on Twitter. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I, I cleared that joke with him beforehand. So, Absolutely um, fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Grant, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'm Grant. Uh, like like you said, uh, Fresh, I'm, you probably know me from uh, One Piece podcast guest spots or screaming about Nico Robin on Twitter or possibly from uh, the other things I do like Blade Leaking Thieves uh, or Super Senpai Podcast or I write for ANN as well so you maybe you know me there I'm, you know, I'm around I'm, I'm here and there uh, definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. not sure if I count as a legitimate guest but thanks for having me on glad to be here well you're the first guest we've had that isn't just us DMing one of our friends like hey want to record one of our conversations <laughs> <laughs> fair enough I am a true outsider <laughs> <laughs> oh yes but yeah, um, the main reason that I wanted to have you on here is because uh, p- a big part of the Blade Licking Thieves podcast is uh, that you guys discuss monster movies. Mm, so yes. I thought to myself, hey, there's this very underrated European monster movie that I that I want to share with you guys. And it's uh, the subject of our episode today, which is 2010's Troll Hunter, or as it's known in its native language, something I can't pronounce. Try it. Go for it. Uh, I think it's Troll Jürgen. That, that, that's the best I got. <laughs> Music to my ears, truly. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, just a brief summary of it. Uh, it's a found footage movie. Uh, it follows the point of view of three college documentary filmmakers named Thomas, Johanna, and Ka- Kala. I think. K-A-L-L-E. I th- I'm going to pronounce it Kala. And they're investigating a series of mysterious, well, people at bear deaths that have been that have been spreading around Scandinavia. And the, every time they try to interview someone from the government or any of the local hunters, the, they always get some kind of vague or um, not very clear answers, which makes them justifiably believe that something's being covered up. Upon their travels, they run into a man named Hans because, of course, why? Why? <laughs> why wouldn't you have a guy named Hans in your Scandinavian movie? But yeah, um, it turns out that Hans is a government troll hunter. And it turns out that the reasons for all these mysterious deaths are because there are trolls in the wild. And yeah, that's that's really much it. Uh, the main appeal of this movie, that, and the reason why I love it so much, is uh, it does the shaky cab thing but it does it in the right way and what i mean by the right way is that it's it feels very grounded and very real because the amount of detail that they go into with um, the lo- the lore so to speak and all the all the behind the scenes of what what would go into a real life troll hunting operation that's trying to keep a low profile but uh we'll go ahead and um, we'll discuss that later on down the road um the first thing I want to do is, uh, I want to ask you guys, um, did you hear about this movie before I recommend it to you? And let's start with uh, Black Belt first. I mean, I knew of it, mostly because, like, I had seen the posters back when the movie first came out, and, like, 
uh, for context, like even though in the actual movie it does the standard, you know, uh, and it does really well the standard monster movie thing of where it really builds up a long time till the first monster appears. And you know the found footage thing is hard to get view on it. The um theatrical poster for the movie is actually like the final troll they encounter, like standing in the distance as the truck drives up to it. And like, um, just because I enjoy giving everybody on this podcast gray hairs, I was like ten years <laughs> old when this movie actually came out in theaters. Oh and, god. But like I, I remember ten year old me looking at like the fucking size disparity and thinking, fuck yeah, I'm gonna become really obsessed with this genre and have a podcast about it in ten years. that's exactly what i thought um but yeah no so i mean i knew that i knew it was um found footage style and i mean i knew that it was kind of a cult classic outside of um norway and so you know going into this movie i definitely had high hopes which i will say that um i'm one of those people that kind of got a little tired of the found footage genre but um i think this movie does really well and even though I think for the majority of this podcast I'm going to be speaking highly of it, I will say I think one thing that kind of worked against this movie when it came out in North America in terms of its popularity and critical feedback is that this movie literally came out two years after Cloverfield, which, again, is another found footage monster movie. And, like, even though, like, fundamentally they're two completely different movies, I think that, like, little similarity in genre kind of worked against it in terms of, like, people, like, you know, being super interested in it. All right, all right, good stuff. And uh, how about you, Grant? Uh, I know you've uh, kind of dabbled in the giant monster movies like way before you even appeared on here. So uh, did you he- know anything about this movie um, going uh, in? About this film specifically, not really. Um, you know, I- I'm very big into like, you know, Daikaiju films and stuff like that. So, um, which is its own kind of breed of monster and slash horror type film. But I'm not a huge horror guy necessarily, although there's a lot of overlap. Um, so, you know, and this is one of those that I had heard about. I'd certainly seen, like, it was on, it's been on and off Netflix, I think, you know, more than once. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the little recommended thumbnail uh, with a little kind of Dutch angle shot with the troll in the distance or whatever. So, like, I was familiar of it existing, and I'd heard some people speak relatively highly of it but i myself had had not seen it uh i was not uh, a young suckling babe when it came out i was a grown man <laughs> so i'm feeling very old right now but um okay. so i just i hadn't ever seen it um but you know going into it i i had relatively high hopes for it i guess i mean just knowing that it was a vaguely popular kind of indie monster film so i wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt kind of going in but I didn't really know what to expect other than I had heard people speak well of it. So, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, so well, we all, what I'm gathering here is that we all kind of, kind of heard of it, but we just didn't really check it out until, well, for me, my first experience with it was that I first caught it on Netflix. So I'd first heard about it when, um, Bob Chipman did a review on it, and I just thought to myself, oh, hey, the, I just like giant monster movies in general, so let me just um, check that out. So then I found it on Netflix, and, and once I found it on Netflix, I rewatched it at least three times while it was streaming, and I currently own it on Blu-ray because physical media is king. Come at me. <laughs> but yeah, um, and honestly, for this, for this one, I'd seen it enough times, so for this viewing, I tried watching the English dub, and... Um, yeah, I'm still. I have still had a live action English dub that I like. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't think those usually go well. 
They yeah, they, don't, they typically don't. There's there's a reason that kung fu movies have the um, reputation that they do to this day. <laughs> right, right, and so um, so yeah, um, now I, I think I could just go ahead and start. Like, I think we all agree that we all like we liked and enjoyed this movie, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me at least. I mean, here's the thing. I enjoyed it. Y'all go ahead. Uh, Y'all go ahead. I'll wait. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, this is fine. Like, so I'll say things I liked about it, things I didn't like about it. So, like, Uh I enjoyed, like, the way that it approached, like, the found footage genre. Like, I think it did a good job, at least for the first third or so of the movie, like, building up to that first troll showing up. Um, Oh, yeah. I think generally, like, I think most of the acting was pretty good. Like, I think they did a good job of, you know selling that these were just like a bunch of um stupid college kids getting in way, way over their head um even though you know i'm not norwegian and i didn't necessarily have the same level of knowledge of norwegian folklore as you know somebody who in norway going to see this movie i definitely appreciated what i could tell was a pretty decent level of you know um respect i guess or at least um though they put it definitely put in their work with you know um referencing all the folklore and fairy tales uh i was pretty impressed with the um special effects even though there were a couple of spots that didn't hold up pretty well i think given that this was clearly like you know a low budget indie monster movie a lot of the um monster effects were pretty good my yeah. main um complaint if i have my main complaint with this movie is that the plot kind of meanders during the second act like i understand that you know it's supposed to be you know evoking the feel of the found footage but there are just a few too many scenes that are literally just like a panning shot of the um scandinavian wilderness while somebody else talks in the background and um yeah yeah. i I do feel by the time you get to the third act like everything from like the mine shaft scene onwards is kind of very much the same thing that's happened twice up until this movie which is like we're going to talk about a bunch of conspiracy theories for how the government's hiding trolls and we're going to get to this place and I'm going to do a thing and kill a troll. And, like, that's... But it's just, like, the troll gets bigger each time throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So, like, it kind of falls into that, like, monster movie um trap where it's, like, the actual monster scenes are pretty interesting, but the scene, the connective tissue just kind of falls flat at times, for me at least. But, like, the actual... Yeah. I will say the level of tension i felt at the beginning up until that first troll came out was just really well done for me like i legitimately like got a little bit of anxiety watching it and like as far as the impact of oh, the gosh. first troll showing up it was kind of funny because my first reaction was oh it's a lot smaller than i thought it would be wait it's not the troll from the trailer <laughs> oh shit they're actually going to deal with like multiple trolls in this movie okay this just got more interesting and like all right yeah all the night vision scenes i loved that but like one thing that I will say, like, and this is probably the part of the movie that I would going to talk about the most, aside from the actual trolls, is, mm-hmm. um, so one aspect, so generally with the trolls, they try to provide some sort of, like, scientific, pseudo-scientific hand way for how trolls exist, the same way they do in the folklore, but the one thing that they completely hand wave and offer no actual explanation is the fact that trolls can smell and hate Christian's blood, a Christian man's blood, right. and, uh, like... <laughs> It gets the first cameraman... Yes, they go through multiple cameramen. The first cameraman gets eaten because he lies about the fact that he's a Christian for the whole movie and it comes to literally bite him in the ass later. <laughs> so, um, Shit, the, it does! Great, oh my god. So the, the great thing about this is that the way they end up dealing with this in the third act is when they go get a new camera person, um, they get a Muslim woman. 
And when they ask the veteran um, Hans, the um, veteran troll hunter, hey, so um, she's not Christian or Jewish, is Muslim going to be an issue? His response is literally just like, huh, I don't actually know. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Which, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I just appreciate that apparently in some crazy fucking Can Scandinavian folklore corner of the world, there is apparently an actual war on Christmas going on. That's pretty neat. <laughs> um, but also, <laughs> just... The I first of all, um, the the very literal approach to this is that apparently these trolls just really fucking hate Christians, but like Muslims are totally fine, um, and apparently like you know the scent of your blood indicates a religious belief, and or like the fact that you can even think about God that's fun to unpack, but also just from a literary um <laughs> folklore um standpoint, this is one of the few aspects of the movie's lore that I can actually talk about because I took too many literature classes in school. Um, but in a lot of older literature, the term Christian or a Christian man literally just mm -hmm. meant human, which that is a whole thing you can unpack on its own. We don't Ooh. have time to get into that. But yeah, so like the whole right. thing, like the whole idea was that when these ancient folklore is that there are multiple humanoid beings on Earth, like humans, trolls, etc. And humans like basically ability to be christian is what separated them from the other humanoids again a lot to unpack there but so <laughs> if that is just kind of interesting that they i can understand why they might have chosen not to go with that interpretation of the folklore but yeah it, yeah but I do like the idea <laughs> that you know if Scandinavian trolls are real and they are an issue like there's an entire army of, like, brown people out there who can just be like, yeah, no, they, like, don't even pay attention to us. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Oh, my that God. That is my takeaway from yeah. this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, yeah, it bring up a lot of things that I hadn't even considered there, but, um... <laughs> so, uh, Grant, I caught your little air there. It sounds like you were kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah, this was very... I, I mean, I struggle with this, because I don't, uh, you know, I, I certainly was coming into it uh not sure what to expect um but a found footage horror specifically uh, to my mind i guess it's kind of like there's a difference between theater and musical theater right and when you say oh we're gonna go see a musical you kind of know you're gonna divide the room like it's like okay there are some people who just at like face value i don't do musicals i can't stand it they drive me up the wall or yep. some people that could kind of accept yep. it for me, found footage is in a similar space. Like, as soon as I was like, oh, God, this is a found footage film, I was already, like, I'm that person who doesn't like musicals and you just sat me down for Les Mis. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be miserable Sorry. for three hours. Sorry. Oh, no, that's <laughs> fair, though. It's okay. It's okay. And it's, that's a personal preference. I don't, I, it's I, not like I, a I, thing where I'm like, this isn't real film. It's not that. I just have a very strong opinion about. Uh, for me personally, as a viewer, I don't enjoy found footage films because I, I mean, feel there's like there's a they... reason. There's a reason none of the Blair Witch sequels worked, <laughs> right? And even exactly, you know, I, I feel like, especially as a film that, and I, this is a criticism I bring up a lot. I feel like certain things are stronger in shorter bites. This film is pushing two hours. Mm -hmm. That is a long time, and because of the fact that it's found footage from a single perspective, y you're limited in what you can do, and you have to make certain leaps happen. That that stretch sort of credibility and that verisimilitude of being in this. I mean, the whole point of found footage is it's supposed to feel like it could happen to you, to anyone. So you have to make mm -hmm. certain things happen to keep it going yeah. on top of having a lot of filler stuff with, again, just panning. Here's a yeah. 
very nice panorama of Norway, and here's us in the car again, and so on and so forth. And then on top of that, you don't right, have things yeah. like music. You can't jump to another perspective. So, I don't. There, there's there's a lot of like we're in the car now, or we're running through the woods, and that's that could be literally yep. any found footage horror film. Yeah, no. So found footage horror films yep. more than a lot of other horror films really require the protagonist to lack any kind of common sense in order to not only justify the camera being on the whole time, but to justify the movie lasting more than two hours. Yeah, which is exactly why the movie only works because the main characters are three dumbass college students and a too tired of this too old for this shit too tired of my fucking job old man with a big flashlight that right. is the only reason this right. movie works <laughs> yep that, that's exactly it that's to its credit that i don't hate it because i already just this is found footage horror. i was like oh god here we go but i actually am i'm just mixed on it because i i feel like I understand found footage is often a found footage horror film is often a budgetary choice as much as a creative choice. It's very easy to do found footage horror because you can just run through the woods and breathe really heavy, and by God, you've got forty percent of your film right there. You know, uh, so yep. I understand yep. that yeah. choice um, from a budgetary point. But I feel like there's a creative element here too. Again, the college kid angle is is fine. That's 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 who goes into the woods, right? College kids, um, and mm-hmm. the I like the angle that it's very much about. Uh, this experienced troll hunter um, but I feel like ironically the thing that would have been more interesting is a much more like mundane take on like a guy who's about to retire and or quit like I feel like that's the strongest part of the film and I actually would have preferred just like just lean all the way into the mockumentary almost forget the horror quote unquote elements right forget the monster element just to be this inter- right. you know this like a series of interviews with a guy who's like i hate this place i hate this job the benefits are terrible i'm just going to air all the government secrets because i don't care anymore like that would i think have been a more right. interesting film yeah and definitely. been you know actually would have made sense with the format rather than we're in the woods again and you know th- there are certain things that have to happen like for example you know the, the christian yeah. blood element where the cameraman gets eaten uh mm-hmm. They literally just replace him two seconds later because what else can you do? Yeah. Like uh-huh. it, it serves all right. it serves is like you remember that plot point we brought up earlier. Well, he's dead now, yeah. and oh, this new person's definitely. here. And could we unpack this element with her being Muslim? I guess, but it's really just to make sure there's another person holding the camera. Yeah, you know. Although to be fair, I appreciate that they actually went with a cracked camera lens gag, even though it was kind of short lived. <laughs> like, um, I honestly think it might have been like. Just because, you know, like you said, if found footage movies are such in so many cases like an art both an artistic and budgetary choice, I would have been so interested if the last part of the movie was actually shot on a cracked lens. I feel like that would have added an interesting flavor to what was already becoming to feel kind of repetitive. Yeah, right. it's, that's another thing, too. Uh, in order to set up the horror scenes, there's a lot of repetition. And uh, again, mm-hmm. because of the experience, they, they are with the most experienced, I mean, literally... He is the only guy in Norway that does this. Yeah. You know, literally I, I, the only one. <laughs> yeah, He's honestly, the only guy. Like, one thing that, like, I thought was going to happen that I think would have made the movie really interesting is if Hans had died during the tr- bridge troll fight. I thought that's what they were going to do. I thought they were going to do that, too. And, like, <laughs> yes, viewers, listeners, whatever the fuck po- people who listen to podcasts are called, yes, they do literally fight a troll that lives under a bridge, and they use three goats as bait. Mm-hmm. get it yes but yeah no so like in this movie like because um like he almost gets you know 
killed and eaten by the troll but doesn't because he knows what the fuck he's doing but i thought it would have been really interesting if like he dies taking out the troll and then these three kids have to like finish what he started more or less or like there's like right. a conflict between do we do that or do we just take the footage we have and like just run and make a quick buck like i i feel like that would have hmm that would have been a almost been a more interesting movie but like I, I agree with what you said about how like the most interesting about hans is almost like you know the bureaucracy and like how mundane all this is to him despite it right. being like little like it's kind of like a, this is a total out of left field comparison, but it's kind of like John Wick where like the most interesting thing about it to me isn't necessarily like the absurdity of like the violence and action and everything is how mundane it is to everybody involved. Like sure, nobody yeah. in John Wick cares that they're in an action movie because this is just another day on the clock for them. And it's like Hans right. doesn't care that he's literally oh, yeah. the main character in a monster movie. He's just, you know, a fucking underpaid, underappreciated government employee. Right. Yeah. The the hours yeah. suck. The pays suck. I'm done. I've been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. And that's the thing. The, there's some interesting elements here. I feel like the movie had because he's so experienced. The movie doesn't really, f- and he's so both. I guess in terms of just his line delivery, being an old man, and also just like the fact that he's the only guy in the whole country that does it's been doing it forever he knows what he's doing it feels like there's zero tension to me in this whole film at no point was i really concerned like, and the things even the things really? that you see I, I i seriously felt no tension in this film like not at all i mean i will oh, say the, the scenes where i f- felt tension were the scenes where it felt like hans was in danger i know I, like, like when he yeah. was i thought yeah. the bridge scene like i thought oh he's dead here we go. Yeah. Like, these kids are going to have to figure out what to do. They're going to yeah. be rifling through his yeah. notes, trying to figure out what to yeah. do. Like, I was like, here's when the movie's going to kick off. And I was like, oh, no, he's just there. Yeah. And, then and the- he just he just handles everything. Yeah. The, like, the- I was like, oh, yeah. okay. After that, the only other scene I felt, like, real tension was, like, during the fight with that final Jotun, the final giant troll, was, like, when his batteries were running out on his giant um, UV light. Like, that was, like, kind of a, oh, what's he going to have to do to take this thing out? Feeling yeah, rich. and uh, and honestly, um, like the abandoned mind scene—that's honestly my favorite scene in the entire movie. Oh yeah, because, th- that I think is yeah. the peak of the movie. Like, I think the biggest detriment to the movie is the fact that it keeps going for another thirty minutes after that scene. <laughs> honestly, though, like with them like farting in the cave, I was just laughing. Oh no, that was funny though. That <laughs> I was just dying again. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm kind of feeling it, and then it's like. <laughs> I was just laughing <laughs> from there forward. So I guess that's the thing. There was a literal tension release there. The only time I was about to feel <laughs> it, they just fart on him and eat him. And I was like, well, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Also, I feel like some of that tension was like lessened by the fact that they so blatantly foreshadowed that the cameraman was a secret Christian. In the oh, movie, yeah. Which, yeah, they telegraphed the way, that like really Secret bad. Christian, yeah. it sounds like a totally different movie like <laughs> well, that's the other Christian. that's the other thing too like it's really interesting that he's that this guy's super experienced and on his way out i almost feel like it should be a series of interviews with him and not about the monsters it's really interesting the supernatural element early on yeah. like are any of you christian or any of you believers like whoa they can smell your faith in your blood what a cool idea the rest of the film though just goes they're just animals they eat their tails and fall down hills They'll hump tires, whatever. Like yeah. it's completely mundane and blasé, which makes it like, so what's the point of that? And then later it's like, okay, there's this interesting element with oh, she's a different faith, but you know, there's Esau in Islam. Maybe like there's another. Like I don't know. We'll find out, and it doesn't matter. Like it's like that's to me. It's like that's a really interesting supernatural hook you could pull in. 
that is just completely it gets it's the most interesting thing about the trolls other than their size and it's like it's like we just completely leave it by the wayside and no one cares and it doesn't matter except for the one guy who dies even though he got farted on and it's funny you know and it's telegraphed (laughs) for a hundred years or like he the one guy gets bitten i mean this is classic monster movie logic this guy gets oh yeah oh it's probably fine you know the whole time you're like he's about to spout four heads yeah this is going to be so ugly and they're like my god he has rabies rabies. oh yeah that's the Uh, big plot twist at the end is that the reason the trolls are like becoming characters in a monster movie is because all of the trolls have rabies like you guys remember when godzilla tore down all of tokyo because he had a bad case of scale lice or whatever the fuck remember that extremely (laughs) i i can't even think of an adjective to make fun of this it's just that's what the and the thing is they even like it ends up being a red herring but they do kind of tease the beginning where it's like a thing on the radio is like, oh, animals are acting differently because of global warming. I was thinking, oh, cool. There's the, the social too. commentary that they're going to tie mm-hmm. into this monster movie because that's what these things usually do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, the monsters are, are almost a, um allegory for climate change and, like, urban sprawl fucking up the wilderness. And, like, they do a bit of that. Right. Talking about, Hans talking about how, like, the moment he became disillusioned with hunting trolls is when he was forced to, like, wipe out an entire tribe of trolls just so they could build a highway. Like right. that that was a cool yeah. moment, but then they're like, nah, yeah. it's rabies. Which like aside from the like mm-hmm. unaddressed drama of the main character now having rabies and Hans just not giving a shit. Yeah, like, yeah he doesn't, doesn't care. Really add <laughs> Honestly, it would have been better if they just never actually reveal what it is. That's that was, that was my thing too. They took the one interesting like that's an interesting angle. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Is it climate change? Is it urban sprawl? Is it a combination of the two? Is it a breakdown in these power things? Nah, they just have rabies, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I've got rabies too. We need to get to a hospital. I've had it for like weeks. Eh. <laughs> I no, gotta jump no, my car. And it's like, oh my god, what's he gonna do to stop the big monster? He's just gonna jump his car. Okay, like, maybe there's mm-hmm. gonna be some central conflict where, like, the Jotun represents this this towering monster, and, oh, I regret what I did 40 years ago. Like, nah, he's just gonna flash at a bunch and yep. he'll die. Although the whole thing... It's actually, him- it's a super relief, actually, that he's dead. We don't care. We're glad yeah. he's dead. Like, I don't... I, I, there's a lot of conflict there that I'm like, what? Yeah. So what, yeah. what are we doing here? It's what's, like if at the end on? of King yeah. Kong, they were just like... Well, nothing was learned here. You guys want to go try and find another one of these? I'm sure there are a bunch of them on that island. Yeah. <laughs> or if yes. at the end of Godzilla, yeah, they were like, true. well, clearly the only way to stop Godzilla from coming back is to be, be prepared for the next one to come back. Want to build more nukes? Right, like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Like, all, all we learned here is that we're really good at killing trolls. Yeah, right. And the, even the thing with him, like, in the... In the in the 70s it's like it just kind of drops it out of nowhere there's no build-up like do you, you know like he doesn't like uh like i don't want to talk about it or uh, i have these regrets or like there's no build-up to that he seems pretty just kind of like it's more about the pay and the hours it feels yeah. like there was a script change or that this was a shorter piece to begin with and got extended because yeah it yeah. seems okay, but also but also tighter have you ever early talks to old people about their job that have worked for the government, they will drop the most wild shit on you out of nowhere (laughs) and then be like, yeah, but the pay was nice. Like, honestly, what this movie reminded me of was that um, when I was in college, one of my professors was former CIA. He was a desk jockey. He wasn't, like, a field agent, but, like, he was former CIA, and he taught his classes about, like, espionage. And he was talking about how, like, he had gone to an engagement party for one of his um, co-workers because the 
woman getting engaged was trying to set him up with one of her friends and it didn't work out but then the guy like the, the groom to be in that engagement party ended up being like one of the most like damaging russian spies in history like he leaked american data to the russians for like 20 years and like <laughs> He was literally just telling it as like, oh yeah, that fucking annoying guy that I work with. By the way, here's a news documentary about all the crimes he committed against his country. It's oh, like, God. fucking dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> this man has his own Wikipedia page with a section specifically for treason against the United States. And you're just bitching about him because he was your annoying ass co-worker. Like... Yeah. But I guess that's just it. I would have preferred a short mockumentary about a series of interviews with a disillusioned former troll hunter and not even the troll hunting itself feels like a pretty standard horror action flick yeah. with a big confrontation at yep. the end with a laser beam and bazooka and special missile for some reason. It's just, it, it it's feels a, completely yes. disconnected. It feels like it's not even from the yeah. same it, film. It's a cool movie concept that's trying too hard mm -hmm. to be two hours long yeah also no, I, like I, and uh -huh. this goes back to the whole found footage concept i've never been able to wrap my ha head around the idea that like if you drop some fucking creepy ass like footage that's basically borderline you know incontrovertible evidence of a crime happening on the foot of any random ass film studio they'll be like oh shit hey do we have anything for the july slot no Cool, edit this fucking Baywatch episode with a horror movie recorded over it. Edit this into something we can, like, market to teenagers. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, I liked it. Oh, no, I, like I liked movie. it. It's just that, <laughs> I mean, look, I could, I could, I enjoyed watching the movie, but there's a lot of stuff in hindsight that's kind of like, uh, did that movie really need to be two hours long? Like, yeah, that, an hour that's and a half about of that, it, there, that movie was like, an hour of a really fucking good monster movie mixed in with like another 30 minutes or 40 minutes or so of like these white kids are so fucking stupid yeah yeah honestly yeah but yeah, yeah but um I mean, yeah i kind of want to move on to positives now because i feel like we kind of spent the, no, the first fair, time just yeah as I, I i guess as soon as you've you kind of probably figured out by now that this is we're not going to hold back on spoilers on this. So yeah, because Colin dies, everyone, because he lies. He because he lied about being a Christian. So, uh, but oh man, um, I think it was because I watched the Crocodile Hunter a lot going up. And I get a Crocodile Hunter troll hunter suit. I did there for a little. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. I don't get it. Please spend the next thirty minutes explaining in explicit detail <laughs> what that joke means. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay so um so i i was really just fascinated just like i was able to just like suspend my disbelief and just say it was like oh man this is real like oh this is the this is all the here's all the paperwork that he has to fill out and this is all the different types of um types of trolls like the tosser lad or the ringle finch and the the yachtnor be living in yachtenheim i see what you did there i know norse mythology too and <laughs> Oh my gosh, and, uh, but I think what we all could agree on is, like, this movie should have been about Hans. Like, it didn't yeah, even need to be sure. a found... I, I it mean, the movie did... is named after him. Right. Yeah! Yeah, and, um... But, yeah, and... I, the biggest thing that can be an arrow in the ankle for a movie is, like, if the most interesting character in the movie is not the main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then like... it almost feels like you're watching a different movie. Right, 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 right. And, um, and hell, I even have my, 
I even have my own little criticism about it because uh, uh, there were some shots the way they were edited. It was like it was really illogical to me. Like there was one um, shot where in order to get it, the cameraman had to go into the car, step out of the car to film the car and then get back into it. I don't know if anyone else caught right. that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just yeah. like. Are these guys, okay? I know these kids are stupid, but they're not that stupid. But yeah, <laughs> like, well, you have like to a, remember like, they were planning on making a movie, so they had to keep telling Kala, "Oh, the Kala, you forgot we have to get an angle of the car outside before we come inside and start talking about this. Get out and start recording again. Do it over." Mm, right. Like right. honestly, what I, I could I, all I kept thinking is like people talk about you know like those fucking Bear Gorillas shows is like everything you think is super cool that like the main guy is doing. Remember that someone else had to do that holding a fucking boom mic and a camera. Right. Oh shit. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But yeah. Um. Go. Just to heap more praise on Hans here is just like I really appreciate. Like I have no idea what this guy's name is. I completely forgot it. But uh, the actor did. I think he did a pretty solid job. And like obviously, obviously the best performance in the movies. Judging from how much we all say, hey, why wasn't there more Hans? And um, yeah. oh my god, that scene where in the diner where he's eating breakfast and just uh, explaining. Like I said, the different types of Wrigglefinch and the different types of trolls. And then later on where he tells that... Because like, you notice when he tells that story about the troll that ate his own tail and rolls down the hills. Like, he doesn't so much as crack a smile when he tells that extremely funny story. So it's just like, shit, what, the, what has this guy gone through to make him so jaded? And then he tells the story of having to massacre the entire family later on. Which, yeah, I think we've all made our feelings clear on that. And then, of course, I mean, I'm one of those people, you know that meme on Twitter where it's just like, uh, someone claims to hate cliches, but then they list a cliche that they really love? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so, for me, that cliche is the giant monster chasing the heroes who are trying to drive away cliche. Oh, yeah, I eat that Jurassic shit up. Jurassic Park thing with the rearview mirror. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I eat that shit up. So, I guess I under, I... Accept all the criticisms that you guys um, that you guys are launching at this movie. I'm mature enough to just take it, just take it, and take it into consideration. Because frankly, you're actually giving me a lot to think about about this movie now. But um, yeah, it's but what we're here for? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I throw all that shit out the window just to see. <laughs> I still go like, whoa, holy shit! When that hand comes down and swats the car, like, oh my god! Ugh. Oh no, that's still cool. Yeah. It's still cool, yeah. Yeah, the 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 part I think that's part of the tragedy of it is that at least for my viewership, because I I just watched it now, um, mm -hmm. or I, this is my first viewing, I should say, uh, is that the parts that work like there's a lot of great ideas here, and the parts that work really well work great. Like again, the scene with Hans in the diner, you know, mm -hmm. or just like show he's sitting there, he's like, here's the forms I have to fill out. Like mm -hmm. it would be funny to have this guy who's like I'm being you know complaining about like I'm the Norway is x many square kilometers and i'm the only guy they got and i gotta fill out these forms every time they don't even give me a secretary and oh when they changed the forms in 83 you had to do it a whole different way and i've never been able to keep, you know like that would have been i think really really funny yeah. and an interesting way <laughs> to but frame Brad, giant monsters no giant monsters are cool but i, I guess the, <laughs> yeah i know like, i know i know <laughs> these, one thing one thing I will say to this movie's credit is it manages to make the monsters feel really threatening, despite having a relatively low body count. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I think just literally it. Yeah, only well, two people die on screen the entire time. Which, also, at the beginning of the movie where they had those, like, bear hunters, like, I thought for sure there was going to be a scene where they, like, get attacked and massacred by the first troll they run into. 
because they're kind of just only there to like establish that like bear killings are being used as like the alibi for the trolls showing up see again i kind of felt like there was no tension with the monster like i think they're cool to watch and i found that like i find them really interesting like all the lore stuff about them like oh they eat, they, they eat rocks they don't have to be all that smart like oh it's kind of a funny take on them and especially because hans himself is not you know he's he's an older guy he's not an action movie hero so he's kind of like walk over here turn on the light uh, all right get behind mm-hmm. the truck uh they're not you know all that kind of workaday stuff about it and i guess up until the last scene when it's like suddenly finn and his guys can make people disappear everything about them beforehand is like it's nothing finn, it's hans it's the veterinarian lady who maybe there's a, fl- a bit of a, fl- a bit of flame there okay okay you know, <laughs> but it's like this whole conspiracy is three people and it's stuff like Finn going, "Hey, don't record." They just keep recording, and he's like, "Man, I gotta, I gotta put on my bear socks. I don't have time to keep you from recording. This conspiracy <laughs> yeah. isn't worth it." So it, he, they, like, it feels like there's just no threat involved. And when, even the cover-ups are like, there's like 50 people out here going, "These are really big tracks for a bear." They're like, "Well, it's like a." It's like a Russian bear. I don't know. I will Can say that is go? super funny. Like, <laughs> they have these, yeah, that once they have like the fucking Polish painters or whatever bring in yeah, that, a bear carcass from the planet. They're like, this is the wrong fucking species of bear. He's like, it's fine. Like, and they're like, look, you do, ha- you do a bad job. You get a bad check for your bad bear. Like all that stuff is really funny and is really smart. Like, I think it's really great. Yeah, I, think I think that like, should have been more of the movie. Like you said, like the bureaucracy yeah. and the actual like conspiracy theory, but like, like, I'm basically pitching The mm-hmm. Office, but Norway Troll Division, where it's like, ugh, you know, yeah. like work is terrible, <laughs> the the hours are bad, no, I, you know, let's all, make the, we let's all make the let's all make the gym face at the camera, you know. <laughs> we were actually talking about this in our other Discord, um, me and Paresh, how there totally needs to be like, like a office style thing that's just about like fucking insurance agents or regular people in Tokyo dealing with like kaiju battles or whatever, but like it's a total I'm, regular everyday like annoyance. Like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to be late. One of Ghidorah's heads is blocking I-85. I yeah. mean, not to not to be the guy that's going to recommend a thing, but uh, uh, there is a show, Die Guard, that is basically that. Like, not only do they pilot the oh? giant robots, they have budgetary issues. Um, they have to fill out paperwork. There's a, a whole, uh, like, the first battle like the robots haven't been used in so long they're like oh my god they took the ac out there's no ac in the cockpit it's so hot in here <laughs> that like, sounds amazing i just looked yeah. it up and after this gets done i'm gonna find a way to watch it also it has a yeah yeah killer opening theme that is an earworm you are going to be singing it for the rest of your life but anyway that's neither here nor there i think the, I, I feel like that tone of the film the sort of like like that stuff works so well because it's so unexpected and very well mm-hmm. thought out You've got all of Hans's like, like I don't know, like all the stuff where Hans's sketches are like really detailed and nice. It's almost like I, I was expecting stuff with him, like oh, yeah. I wanted to be an artist, but I fell into this, and I kind of always regret that I didn't become one. Like I was expecting all these other things, but then yeah. we kept having to go back to the kind of standard action horror movie stuff that I was like, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I feel like there's a great film in there. Like I feel like they kept hinting at it, and I'm like that's yeah. such a strong mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, there's there's a great film in there. It's just that the college students are really bad at interviewing, so they never ask any interesting questions. Uh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good point. Uh, just it should have been just like it would have been a lot or would have been a lot better if it was just like The Office, but Kaiju Division. So 
What right. we're yeah, getting honestly, at here is that the Troll Hunter movie should have been about the Troll Hunter, not the yeah, Troll that's... Hunter's shitty college entourage. <laughs> <laughs> and even oh, then, they just kind of—I don't know—they—they they are, you know, tell tell me one defining thing about the college kid characters, like other than that they are college kids, and there's the Christian blood thing, like. Dude, well, my notes for this movie only take up half a page. What well, you're asking way too much. I mean, one of them got one of them got <laughs> rabies. I mean, even yeah. by college student standards, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> it's just like they're they are not interesting characters. I think you could have made them more interesting. I mean, they seem pretty experienced, relatively speaking. It's also like, like never super clear why they're making this movie in the first place. Like we know they're college yeah. students, but it's like, yeah. what was their original assignment? Like, right. with, yeah. with, like, I know film students are fucking weird, but did they really, like, decide, <laughs> you know, I hear there's this weird fucking homeless dude up in Oslo who might be a poacher or a serial killer. Let's go harass him with a video camera until he tells us his life story. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, like, I finished saying that. I take that back. That's definitely something college students would do. Never mind. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like you could, they could have leaned more into the fact that they're, like, they never... I mean, they get scared sometimes, understandably so. Yeah, but no. they don't ever really feel... I think you could have leaned a lot more into the fact that they're like not good at making film. They're not good at doing this. They're not yeah. good at interviewing. Like You could have made it like juxtaposing these like awkward kids doing a normal thing, making a film or yeah. a documentary, yeah. versus super experienced guy who has the weirdest boring job in the world yeah. hunting trolls right like that would have been like there's again there's an interesting dynamic there was an interesting <laughs> film there that they pretty much are just an experienced crew and they have like the sound equipment and everything and there's never really any problem with making the film they don't ever try to other than like right. be bored in the woods they don't ever like let's try to get a really cool shot and do something really dumb to like mess with hans other than like they Dude. just shouldn't be there at all yeah. and don't you know that I don't know. I guess I was expecting a little more um, awkwardness or clumsiness yeah. from them. I just want to see a found footage movie where someone leaves the lens cap on or the camera's upside down or somebody's talking <laughs> for like five minutes straight and the mic isn't on. Like, I just. Yeah. The, my biggest problem with found footage movies <laughs> is that the footage is too immaculate to be just randomly found footage. Like, the mm. footage needs to feel like the person making it, like you said, has no idea what they're doing. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I, like, I'm writing all this down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or even things like, you know, there's no times when they, like, talk to the camera and be honest, like, man, this is really weird. Or, like, this trip is going a lot longer than we planned. Like, it feels like those yeah. would be some good moments to have for the future. Yeah. But yeah. they're not there. Yeah, but, but also, and there's this whole thing, like, oh, this, this film is not edited. But, like, I don't know. Like, the yeah. film is clearly edited yeah. <laughs> yeah i want like, to see it's so uh, obvious I, yeah i'm gonna call myself out here i want to see a found footage movie where the opening is just the main character very irritated he's like okay we're gonna try this again because somebody doesn't know how to turn a fucking microphone on <laughs> and then it's just like giving like his opening spiel that he's clearly had to say for like the third time and just kind of going through the motions just so he can get to the good shit like yeah. like i said i want to feel like this was done by amateurs Right. Uh, they don't ever they don't ever talk about like other films they've made or oh this was like that one time we yeah, like cuz they seem to have done stuff okay. like this before. This doesn't appear to be their first project and it feels like there's times for them to maybe right. give a bit of history. 
We just don't get that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't even like, get it in a lazy way. Like, hey, remember when we met in the library at film club and we decided that we both enjoy harassing elderly people with our cameras? <laughs> like, that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship that's going to end in a few minutes because that troll's going to eat yeah. us? Like, we don't even Look get where that. we're at but, now. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, uh... Two things that really worked against this were working against this movie is that, like we said, it was clearly made out of budget. They were probably on a tight schedule. They probably sure. had to like rush a bunch of stuff. So, honestly, I you know I should have looked this up before we started recording. I was like, because this feels like a directorial debut from uh, let me squint at the guy's name, Andre Overdahl. Yeah, this this feels. I would not be surprised if this was his uh, first foray, which. Honestly, if it even if it is, I think he did a pretty good job. But there is room to grow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I'm definitely. willing to bet he walked into the boardroom one day. He's like, "Okay, guys, good news, bad news. The good news: the trolls look great. Bad news is we've got like two dollars left in the budget. So who wants to make a found footage movie?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's the thing that's like because it's found footage, both for its time, as you mentioned, Cloverfield, another found mm -hmm. footage horror film that was much higher profile and came out roughly the same time. Like it's hard. At the time, it would have been impossible not to compare it to that, which is also a film I don't particularly care for either. Again, found yeah. footage doesn't really yeah. work for me. But mm -hmm. it's impossible not to compare it to that in some sense. But at the same time, watching it in 2020, the sort of mockumentary, we're, you know, embedded footage look is just, to me, mentally, it's inseparable from reality TV. So, like, there's this barrier of just, like, I don't even want to look at this, that it just immediately comes up. It, it, it has, it's not mm -hmm. like, say you know, an Arrested Development has aged poorly in some ways due to behind-the-scenes stuff, but, like, Arrested Development being not a single camera sitcom, being a sort of mockumentary-style sitcom was kind of fresh in 2002 or 2003, whenever I saw it uh. then. Now, it just looks like literally everything else on TV, because everything looks like that now. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The cinematic language of, yeah. of the sort of reality show or found footage look is not fresh in the slightest and i also don't mm -hmm. like it to begin with so i just kind of like uh, i just yeah. wish it looked different and also uh, yeah one one question that was kind of popping into my head was just like i wonder how much of this movie would make more sense if like if, if i was more familiar with like norwegian politics or anything yeah. like that because you br grant i think you brought this up uh you mentioned just how small the government is and just how like th there's only yeah. three people behind this um behind this conspiracy and i'm just thinking to myself i wonder if that's just like uh, how that would be in norway you know sure yeah, but, yeah. is that like yeah. is that yeah. a commentary on norwegian systems like okay there's literally just three of them mm -hmm. but then at the end they're just mm -hmm. they can disappear people and i don't know like there's there's some right. again i feel yeah. like the screenplay started much smaller went through revisions somebody felt it could be a bigger film than it probably ought to have been you know, like uh, this feels right. like, uh, like you guys mm -hmm. mentioned, it feels like a, a first foray to feature length film that maybe should conceptually maybe should have stayed a shorter film um, or been two separate films. Again, it feels like the action horror stuff is, it, and I, I guess that's the thing. Not none of it is bad. Like it's not like oh terrible. Mm -hmm. Again, I pretty much right. enjoyed, or at least was okay with what was happening at most points, just because you know it was of a of enough the execution was of a high enough caliber that i wasn't ever like well this is just embarrassing but Spot because on. of its Spot because on. of its length because of its subject matter and because of how brilliant the like the i'm about to retire i'm so tired of this job angle is 
it makes you kind of call a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff into question. It's like, is this all this other stuff really even necessary? Because it sounds like your your real winner idea is right there. Like that's the one you would run with. <laughs> uh, and like the spe- uh, even the things the things you would expect from a found footage horror film, for example, you're like, oh my god, I bet the effects are terrible. The trolls look fine. Like they look great. Actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think and even the, the times when it's like, okay, we're clearly using night vision here to kind of hide and mask a few things. I think it actually works mm-hmm. great. They should probably look a little unnatural and weird because they're giant trolls. Like, all the, the visual effects look really, really good and have a lot of budget. Yeah. And again, then that just makes you go, okay, why are we doing found footage again? Because it doesn't feel like that was uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel necessary. All this yeah. stuff looks right. really terrific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking, I understand because I'm thinking to myself, just like you know what would have really approved this uh, this movie is like, it if it were filmed like Pacific Rim or something. Yeah, just you know? film a movie. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like make a regular right. film. Yeah, you know what would improve <laughs> yeah. this monster movie if I could see the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which but yeah, the that monsters actually... look good. There's the mocap is really good on them. There's a a good variety. Mm-hmm. You get a different. Like, there's yeah. not a whole lot of screen time for them, but you you. They feel really distinct. Like, oh, there's the three head ones. Yeah. There's the mountain kings. There's the Jotun. Like, you know, they they have enough for for what are essentially just big clumsy guys going. Roar. Like, they have enough of yes. a different vibe, yeah. and that the the especially mm-hmm. Hans, like the actor, he really sells. Like, no, this is different. We have to do this. We have to do that. So, like, all that works. That's all fine. Yeah. I just feel like that's a different film from the bitter about to retire guy who's like my pension's not going to be high enough i shouldn't have done all this remember that stuff i did in the 70s like you know yeah (laughs) it's just i think one cool thing about the trolls is that they kind of walk that fine line between sentient hungry being and like you know scared wild animal and -hmm. like they lean one way or the other depending on what they need for that scene like Mm -hmm. and the final like Jotun at the end is like kind of both like Granted, mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a little bit lessened by the fact it's like, ah, uh, yes, poor majestic creature. Too bad you have the same disease. I killed my fucking dog. Boom, headshot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I feel like the majesty of, like, you know, wilderness being overtaken by, like, power cables and whatever is kind of lessened by the mm-hmm. fact that, like, the entire, like, plot is summed up by, like, a fucking phone call you only hear one end where the main character is literally this way it plays out. The main character picks up Han's phone and he's like, hello? Hey. Wait, what do you mean rabies? Hey, Hans, <laughs> the trolls have rabies. And then Hans is like, oh, of mm-hmm. course, that's why, blah, 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 blah. And then the girl with the boom mic's like, wait, shit, doesn't yeah. that mean you have rabies? <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> and Hans is just like, questions for later. Yeah. I don't have health insurance and neither do you. Help me jumpstart my car. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, the, Hans, the problem with Hans is that, like... He's, like you said, he's in the wrong movie. Like, this, like, doesn't give a fuck, too tired for this shit, old man should be the main character's own movie, but he's in this other, like, found footage horror movie, and, like, everybody else is just kind of left in the dust of, like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, like, just imagine if all this entire movie was just Hans finally having enough shit and just filming everything on his cell phone. That would have been mm-hmm. way more compelling than, like, these kids, than him, like, suddenly in the span of one troll attack going from, you stupid kids, get the fuck away from me, why are you stalking me across the country, to, okay, I want you to record literally everything I do in the next 72 hours because I'm so sick of the government. Like, yeah, you would yeah, think that, was that kind he of... would have been, like, a jumping ad as, like, wait, kids with no self-preservation and a bunch of camera equipment? Shit, you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, go. I feel like... I feel like the other uh, that's another problem too with uh, as the movie goes on as things like 
the more time you have with it and the way it's framed starts to again it starts to creak under the length Mm -hmm. Uh, initially you get the sense that like this is a super underfunded agency like hans and finn almost have a sort of conspiratorial aspect it's like all right we gotta how are we gonna cover this one up get the bear paws out of the Mm -hmm. trunk and oh my god they brought a really crappy it's the wrong bear i guess we got to pay him anyway but then framing finn as a villain eventually he's like connected to the prime minister and doing press conferences right they build power stations that go nowhere and it's like okay wait now what's the funding here What's the funding discrepancy? Because at first it feels like the troll division is seven people. No one believes in it. We're trying not to get shut down this year mm-hmm. and the, this fiscal year. So we have to hire, you know, painters from another country and we just use the light bulbs we have in our truck versus, okay, well, if the prime minister's connected and they're willing to build towers and the thing that'll stop these creatures is flashlights and you're willing yeah, to like, dis- like- disappear college kids and stuff, like just hire... 10 guys with flashlights and just do and like clearly they've established like in the mm-hmm. 70s they'll just wipe out hundreds of them like why is this a problem again it, it, it starts to that's when it starts to the logic starts to break down i guess is the problem and see and, it rem- and see <laughs> and see that's the thing um at this they're trying to walk a fine line between saying this hey this is a thing that's been hiding right under our noses but you also have to be competent enough to be well well you have to have enough good funding to be competent quote unquote so yeah that that is a really uh tough tightrope walk to yeah. walk so but and i feel like it you know, i feel like it, it tries to it tries to have both it tries to be it tries to be mm-hmm. two different things and it, 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 I, I don't buy it. like is the conspiracy it's real we're ignoring mm-hmm. it and we only have two people trying to fight the good fight for decades or is the conspiracy far-reaching omnipresent can disappear people you know like okay which which is it exactly you know yeah which is it having both of them undercuts the stronger of the two which is you know it's a shoestring budget and it's just a couple of us and we're the same people that Mm -hmm. have been doing it for decades and we're all really tired (laughs) like one of us is a vet (laughs) but also i guess looks at the blood sometimes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no and one thing that, like, I think might have, like, added to this movie somewhat is some kind of, like, even if it's just one, like, some kind of acknowledgement is, like, hey, so do other cultures, like, creatures of folklore exist and have shit they have to deal with? Or are we yeah, literally the only continent that has fucking trolls? Right. <laughs> like, Hans couldn't even be something like, yeah, no, I met a guy at, you know, the Monster Hunter convention, you know, dude from America who has to deal with Sasquatches all the fucking time. Way right. harder to deal with than trolls, actually. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, you know, like... They- you like you call them Sasquatches in North America or whatever, but I'm the Norway guy, and here we call them trolls. Like th- that'd be there's some interesting world building and stuff that like you're saying that could be going on here, but right. we just don't ever really get yeah. to but it. But the like, thing with that is, it's like you don't even need to do that much world building. It's literally like folklore. The world building has done with you. You done. You just need to check off the box that says this is real right. in this movie. Right. It's the yeah. easiest fucking world building because <laughs> it was done for you by people who you know back when Christians were actually persecuted, and like. Trolls could be an allegory for whoever was doing that at the time, I guess. I don't know. I keep bringing that up because that's what's sticking with me from this movie, I guess. <laughs> that supernatural element to me is one of the most interesting yeah. hooks. Like, what a cool thing to set the troll yeah. apart from an ogre or a Sasquatch. Yeah. Like, this kind of supernatural faith hunting. Like, oh, that's a cool thing. Like, yeah. and, 
you ultimately, know, I, I think as we've talked about it more, that's the one thing that's disappointing me the most about this movie is that you have the supernatural and like you know the very grounded science aspect of it juxtaposed, but they never conflict or really interact in any way. Like there's like Hans never really has yeah. a feeling of it's like I'm out here with fucking like blood syringes and flashlights, but I'm fighting things that obviously have some supernatural power that I don't fully understand and can't rationalize, like. I almost feel like this movie would have been better if, like, maybe Han's just a little bit younger, like, young enough to actually, like, have some questions about what he's doing and not, like, he's cool because he's jaded, but also, like, he, Hans is very much a character at the end of his character arc, and, like, that whatever got him to where he is at the beginning of this movie is much more interesting than anything else that happens in this movie. Right. So, So what I'm gathering from here... Oh, sorry, I was gonna say also, just to, to buoy on that, like, what an interesting hook would it be to, like, have Hans be very sort of blasé about having to use all these sort of faith implements, crosses and garlic or holy water yeah. and all that stuff. But it's just like, it's just the tools of the trade. He's, he has no faith, right? He doesn't care. He doesn't right. believe in systems or institutions. He just uses them because they work. He only cares because it's functional. It doesn't really, the actual supernatural element, like what an interesting conflict that would be yeah. to have this character who is, you know, covered in crosses but yeah. lacks faith yeah. kind of thing. Like, the, that's a cool angle. We just don't get yeah, that. Yeah, the dude's one crucifix away from just being a more bureaucratic Van Helsing. Right, and how cool would that be oh, to like? Yeah. You know, it, it, does he? Does he? You know, he doesn't pray, you know, or anything to to keep the trolls away. It's just fire insurance, right? He doesn't actually believe, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like, what an interesting angle to play on that fits that would fit really well with the character. But again, I feel like that's a screenplay issue. That a, that was a shorter, interesting hook for a shorter, more interesting work, and then it got turned into a much longer thing, and that just kind of got lost in one of the revisions or something. Yeah, and he doesn't even get, like, any fucking, like, cheesy action star lines, like, I don't believe in hell, but I'm probably going there anyway, or some shit like that. Right, (laughs) yeah. Like, for what I did in the 70s, I'm going to some kind of eternal punishment. Right, 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 you know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's all all right there. Yeah, like, right before he fires at the final Yoni, he could have been like, I say see you in hell. But if I believed in that, I wouldn't have been in this line of work that long. I'm rambling a little bit too long, much like this movie. So yippee ki yay, motherfucker! In <laughs> 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 the time it takes him to say that line, the yon just squishes him. <laughs> So yeah, basically what I'm gathering from all this is that Hollywood needs to give us all the money so that we could remake this movie on Montana or something. (laughs) I can probably just edit all of this out, but like literally like after I watch this movie, I like literally was like, okay, but how would I do a found footage horror movie? And like... Right, well, and I... mm -hmm. I, I guess I feel like like Hans is this really interesting central character, and everything around him is super well developed, really well thought out, interesting and engaging. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like it's like look at you know it's like this immaculate steak we've cooked, and now prepare for me to slather it in ketchup. And you're like, ah, uh. it feels like Ugh. that's for a different feels like that's for a different dish, folks. Like why why are we doing anything yeah. else? Like you like clearly this is like this core is really really strong. And like you could make a two or a three hour film about him and or this kind of mockumentary series or, you know, a a whole show about it or something like there's enough there to really, really work with. But then we it's like, I guess we have to do the stuff, you know, uh, here comes the big monster. I get on the back of the truck. It almost feels like a very Hollywood ending, like get on the (laughs) truck and fire the machine gun. Oh, no, here comes the bazooka. Yeah, all that stuff just feels like (laughs) at that end. Yeah, like, wh- why is he doing this again? And he feels no remorse about it. And he just walks off in the snow. Yeah. And then 
Finn, the guy that couldn't get the right, like he he's the guy who's putting the bear shoes on out of his trunk, and now he's making people disappear. It just like is this the same yeah. film anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right. Norway has the same issue as America, where our government is just wildly irrational about like where money is allocated. Like, well, it looks like our disappearing teenagers into the Norwegian wilderness budget came in, and that's like five million dollars. By the way, here are your fucking bear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but see even then if you can just disappear those kids i just don't understand and like i guess the ruthlessness from finn you, we don't see anywhere else in the film early on it's like right. don't record oh right. i'm gonna keep recording okay here's the galaxy like, brain strats though instead of just like disappearing these kids before they can finish their movie and just like waiting for the next group of idiots to show up let them finish the movie then disappear them right after they drop off the film somewhere then have that film get edited and released as a found footage that everybody just assumes is fiction so you cover up the conspiracy by revealing the conspiracy see genius for the guys, for the guys that couldn't even get the right bear though i just don't buy it like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> to be fair, that's what you get for. To be fair, that's what you get for outsourcing. Uh, but that's what I'm nah. saying. I feel like they would have outs. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> like I, I will say, I don't buy that bears are hard enough to find in the Scandinavian wilderness that you have to fucking outsource your bear carcasses. Uh, yeah. If you establish that, like, it's a real world thing that like government sanctioned bear hunters are a thing in Norway. You couldn't like borrow one from one of them. Like, oh, what? Is open season on bears? Yeah, I'm just going to, like, stockpile a couple of uh, Smokey's relatives real quick and just keep them over S here in case a Yoda Smokey's comes out relatives? relatives. <laughs> Distant relatives. They're Norwegian. He, he probably doesn't even uh, talk to them anymore, aside from birthdays. It doesn't matter. Oh, God. <laughs> why, why are we just suddenly delving into Smokey the bear lore now? I'm confused. <laughs> it feels like a completely different thing that we were talking about in the first two thirds of this episode. <laughs> Much like this, well, no, not exactly. the same thing. No, kind of like the movie where it kind of goes from found footage to just like, yeah, I'm just a grizzled Van Helsing killing trolls because like I've been too yeah. jaded to like feel bad about this. All right, all right. So I, I kind of get the feeling that we're kind of talking in circles now. So uh, just to sum up, uh, well, I think we've kind of answered this question already. But um, how do you how do you think this uh, measures up to say the likes of like American produced uh, monster movies like Kong Skull Island, King of the Monsters? Because I think a lot of the uh, criticisms that we came, that we leveled at this could also be applied to those movies. But I feel like there's it's the visual flourish that really elevates them above this one. What do you guys think? Well, okay. starting with uh, Grant. Let's start Grant. with Grant. Yeah, I was going to say, time. I'll let Grant go first on this um, one. That's, that's tough to call. I, I don't know if I'd put this... I mean, because it's a found footage film, I, I sort of automatically put it in the category with other things like your Blair Witches and Cloverfields and stuff, which I enjoyed this a lot more than most other found footage films that I've right. seen. Right. Um, although I wouldn't necessarily say, like, I definitely super enjoyed that and can't wait to watch it again. Probably, but I think part of the tragedy of it is that I see there's so much in there that's really good. Like, wow, these are great ideas you could run with, um, and they're mm -hmm. clearly well thought out and they're present in the text. But then I feel like other parts of it pull away from it. So, but comparing mm -hmm. it to something like, you know, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, that's a whole different budgetary scale. That's a whole different, you know, that's got King Ghidorah locked in the ice of the Antarctic. It's time to have a wrestling match while Black Hawk helicopters fly through the explosion. That's a, that's a very <laughs> right. That's totally like a whole other scale too, right? Like that's, I, I, you know, and and this is also ten years ago before, you know. I mean, I guess you would probably credit twenty thirteen, you know, Pacific Rim with really, really pushing um, 
the big or maybe War of the Worlds. What was that? Twenty eleven, yep. maybe. You know, okay. somewhere in this time frame is when the big monster uh, movies kind of started to come back in vogue a little bit. Um, so, uh-huh. you know, yeah. it, it's a little before those, which uh, so I, I can't really. I don't want to put it up against those or certainly anything now. Ten years down the road. It's not, you know. Oh, yeah, of course not. Yeah. I, I feel like that's not really a super fair comparison, but I feel like it's a it's a good little film, and I feel like the the strength yeah. is there enough that uh, uh, I guess I, I think the um, what's interesting is that this film, even though it's trying to do I think too many things and doesn't quite pull them all together by the end, the things that it tries to do and it does well are unique enough and distinct enough. Again, the the troll hunter parts. Uh, that are really, really distinct compared to those films. You don't really have um, this kind, again, this sort of, this like, this is just my nine to five type character for a Monster Hunter is a unique uh, kind of pitch that we don't see a lot, certainly not in a Hollywood style film. Anybody who knows anything about these monsters in these films is usually some grizzled either military guy who's, you know, he's there to kill him. This is his life. He's a true believer type. Or you have these like scientists who are like, no one listens to me. I've got the charts and I've been screaming about it and no one will listen, you know, uh, sort mm-hmm. of, um, what was this, uh, I'm uh, blanking, uh, breaking bad guy. Um, uh, the, 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 the Brian Cranston or the Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston in, in the 2014 Godzilla, yeah. for example, like no one will believe me running oh, yeah. around and, you know, in, in these zones, he's not supposed to be yeah. in and stuff like it. So you don't really have this style of character. <laughs> I think the, the, the hunter who's a little jaded is an, an interesting mm. angle and who's been doing it for decades, right? I mean, he's been doing it yeah. for 40 years. That's an interesting mm. character that we don't really, that mm-hmm. archetype is very interesting yeah. that these other films don't have. And I think is what makes it stand out by comparison because you don't see a I can't think of a yeah. analog in a Hollywood style film. Yeah, and honestly shit, uh, Godzilla 2014 speaking of movies where the wrong person was the main character, Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I enjoyed this yeah. a lot more than 2014 Godzilla. I mean, that's not saying too much necessarily, uh, but I enjoyed it yeah, a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed I, this mo- I enjoyed this more than Pacific Rim Uprising. I still haven't seen Uprising, so I can't say but uh, <laughs> you, you yeah. don't you don't take your time with that one okay <laughs> uh, I, yeah i mean my thing with this is like i enjoyed it i think the parts that are good are really good but i think there's a lot of either missed potential or just clutter that could have been cut and like right like what like, my take i guess my if i had to sum it up i liked it but i wouldn't pay to rewatch it yeah like I'm i'd probably same, like once space. you know i can go outside without feeling bad about it i'll like go to parishes and we can watch it on dvd but like i'm not gonna pay to rewatch this anytime soon like i've yeah I... yeah i wouldn't yeah, discourage anyone from watching it though like if they hadn't oh, no. seen it i wouldn't like, be like I... oh avoid it like, like that's the thing like it's, if you like found footage or you like monster movies it's an either or if you like either of those genres you will enjoy watching this movie sure yeah yeah mm. Yeah. So yeah, just to, I think just to, that's a good stopping point right there. So uh, just to sum up, um, yeah, it go. I it's good enough to recommend. Like like I said, I, I say this currently holding my Blu-ray of the movie in my hand. Um, <laughs> it, it should have been about Hans, but hey, um, it's a it, we love it, but it's a healthy love. And um, don't ever turn your brain off, kids, because that just means the movie is enjoyable if you're dead. And that's how I'm going to end that. So, 
So uh, thank you, Grant, for uh, coming on. Uh, coming on, and uh, I know the scheduling has been batshit. Yep. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming on, dude. We loved having you. Yeah, it was great being on. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, yeah, this month was uh, not not my favorite month, uh, to put it mildly. Some real life stuff's going on, but thanks thanks for working with me to make it happen and having me on. It was a blast to to talk about the film, which again I liked but didn't love. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's which well, is fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing with these kinds of you know episodes is that it's boring if we all agree with each other. So I'm glad that you brought sure. you know a different take and. You know, I think you really spurred on a lot of the discussion there with your opinion of it. So, mm-hmm. again, I think it worked out really well. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, uh, so Grant, where where can people find you on uh, social media or even your written works? Oh, uh, okay. So, all the various places you can find me uh, at Grant the Thief on Twitter. If you want to see just the worst jokes at all hours, I'm always delivering just the bad content. Not true. Um, Not true. I also I also do my One Piece threads on there, which are probably my big claim to fame, where I break down manga panels and stuff and i'm behind on that because i'm behind on everything uh if you want to hear me uh talk about films like this uh blade licking thieves uh is a podcast for me and a couple of my buddies who we've been friends for a long long time we've been talking about movies together for a long long time and we introduced a mic into the equation um and you can Mm -hmm. also hear me on super senpai podcast where me and another buddy pat uh we review tokusatsu shows we're working our way through ultraman mabius right now really enjoying that um and that, that's just a good fun uh you can find my writings at anime news network i am the one piece anime review columnist and i also do a, a little bits here and there i did the uh i did monster girl doctor last season that certainly was a thing that uh, a grenade i had to jump on for the best betterment of the team uh, i've also i'm working on i'm doing the golden kamui reviews right now which are hell yes quality. Much higher quality than the Monster Girl. Yeah, hell yeah. Episodes. Okay, if you have to uh, black belt, black belt. If you have to follow, if you only have time to follow one ongoing anime series uh, for your entire life, start with Golden Kamui. Golden Kamui, because is terrific. Because I, Grant, I don't know if you noticed, but my uh, my Discord uh, profile pic is Koito. I know. I noticed that when I logged in. I was like, "Yes, oh, a person of culture." I see. Yeah, no. um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Tanagaki guy myself, uh, but uh, ah, that's neither valid. There. Valid. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. uh, you can also find me I've, I've written for some other places too I write for Yadatachi uh, on occasion um, I've written for oh. a few places like Zimmerit and stuff like that um, and you can also I think that's it I think that's all the places I don't know there's a few you can find me around Jesus that's a lot <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's a lot I, okay. I got a couple couple spinning plates <laughs> all right all right. So yeah, and as usual, you could find me. My name is Paresh Maharaj. If you want to follow the, if you want to follow me for our, uh, wrestling live tweets and occasional cat pics of my office cats, um, Snickers, LB, and Mox, uh, or if you just want to follow the show, where you'll get well less of the same. Um, you just follow us <laughs> at Busted Limes on Twitter. That's limes with like a, with an M, like the fruit. And my personal Twitter is at noblekind92. And yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it. You can find me at blackbelt1998, but like I don't really have a brand. I just like tweet about wrestling and video games and retweet people who are smarter than me about shit. But like 
follow me there if you want to hear the deranged ramblings of a 22 year old i guess if that's your thing <laughs> really all selling right. myself here that's why parish handles all the podcast stuff and i just talk